You are listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish Podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God. Today's gospel on loving your enemies and how to judge is extremely challenging. It's heard very differently by today's secular world materialists compared to us as Catholics. The materialist worldview says we are just a buzzing cloud of atoms being sucked through time by physics. Materialism claims that we all just come from matter. But our Catholic worldview is based on the truth that we are each a unique, beloved child of God. Catholicism assures us that everything comes from God. 1 John 3, the favorite verse, says, See what love the Father has bestowed on us, that we may be called children of God. And so we are. When you're asked, how are you? Just answer, blessed. Hopefully, this points someone toward God, at least for a split second. And when you get a curious look, just answer, on my best day, I'm a child of God. On my worst day, I'm a child of God. I'm blessed. So one striking gospel teaching is love your enemies, which might challenge some Catholics, but may make a material's head explode. The Greek word for love here is agapeo, or the noun agape, and it means a kind of complete love, a sacrificial love, the kind of love God has for us. It's at the heart of Jesus' mission. And Jesus says something really unprecedented, love your enemies. But how does he want us to love? Well, he teaches us some very specific ways. First, loving your enemies involves good actions. If I love an enemy, I will do good to someone who hates me. So even though they hate me, I don't return an eye for an eye in revenge. But they give me evil, and I give them good in return. The first way we show love for our enemies is to do good for them. It doesn't say anything about feelings, but is focused on actions. Second, if someone curses us, we are to bless them. A blessing is not doing good towards somebody, but to speak good to somebody. So if someone curses us, we can bless them with our words. Third, pray for those who hate us. While the good actions and blessing imply some interaction, even if you don't come into contact with someone who's an enemy, who hates you, who hurts you, you can always pray for a person. And what is the prayer? The prayer is for God to bless that person. You're asking for good for someone who wishes to harm you, and that is loving your enemies, praying for those who persecute you, but it's counterintuitive. Prayer is an expression of love because agape love is to will the good of another, to do good, to say good, and to pray for your enemies. Any pro-abortion politicians that we should love? Well, another striking gospel teaching today 
is a materialist's favorite. Those who don't know anything about the Bible, about Jesus, the church, know the verses. Stop judging and you will not be judged. Stop condemning and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. But should we judge? Of course, all day long. But it depends. The word judge is overloaded with meaning. Just like immigration, gender, pro-choice. Do you mean judging actions or persons? Do you mean legal or illegal immigration? Do you mean the two genders that God created or something else? Do you mean pro-choice freedom to decide or pro-death abortion where the unborn child has no choice? Change the language, change the culture. Now, why do materialists know this verse on judging? It's because it gets used to prove that relativism is okay. The idea that, hey, I'm okay, you're okay, let's not judge. It gets used to justify not judging people's actions because for whatever strange reason, a materialist who professes that the world is all there is and there's no heaven or hell, they get really upset if you say that some actions merit eternal separation from God called hell. Why would they care if I say, if you do that, you'll be eternally separated from God when they don't believe in God and they don't believe in eternity? Inconceivable. So this verse gets taken out of context as a rebuttal to Christians. We're to judge the action, not the persons. But if Christians take a stand on moral issues, materialist critics will often respond by saying, the Bible says, don't judge. It's obvious that Jesus means you could judge the moral value of an action, but you can't pass judgment on a person's soul. The only one who can do that and condemn is God. So God is the final judge of human beings, of humanity. Another reason this understanding of don't judge is wrong is that forgiveness implies a moral wrong. You can't forgive if someone hasn't sinned or done wrong. Forgiveness implies absolute moral standards. So Jesus is not a relativist. He knows the commandments, and that to break them is sinful, to abide by them is righteous. This teaching is also prayed in there, our Father. Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass us. So forgiving someone implies right and wrong, and the ability to judge actions. So if a person is a tree, and their actions are the fruit, then our role is to be the fruit inspector. So, today's hopeless materials worldview says we are just a buzzing cloud of atoms being sucked through time by physics, while our hopeful Catholic worldview is based on the truth that we are each a unique, beloved child of God. We are to love our enemies by doing good, saying good, and especially praying.
praying for them. And we are to judge the action, not the person. So finally, loving our enemies and judging only actions takes supernatural, sacrificial, agape love. The love of Christ on the cross for all of us and for each of us. We learn to love from Christ first because you can't give what you don't have. Jesus said in John 14, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Well, that's it, the meaning and goal of life. It's not wealth, pleasure, power, honor, or 42. It's Jesus Christ, our Savior and sustenance. And in Hebrews 13, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. As Catholics and not materialists, we look to Jesus into eternity. Or better, since life is short, we consider our own place in eternity and whether it will be with the Lord. We should be mindful of ourselves and just how thin that veil is between this world and the next, between time and eternity, between the time left for conversion and the moment of judgment. So we can't leave here unchanged. It makes no sense to celebrate God's love and mercy if we don't respond to those realities in our own lives. With God's divine mercy, we must allow this Mass, this Gospel, the Eucharist, and this encounter with eternity to change us, turn us from sin and toward the Lord. And all of this with the view of eternity, stretching toward heaven, where we hope to see our loved ones and enjoy that perfect union with God himself. Thank you for listening to the Blessed Sacrament Roman Catholic Parish podcast. We are disciples in mission who know God, love God, and serve God.